I've started so I'll finish. <laughs> Aye, no, uh, but we're, we're starting at the finish here, Justin. Uh, well, I, I always start at the end and work backwards because I once forgot to turn over in a physics exam paper and didn't do the last question. Uh, and uh, therefore, I only got marked out of 80, but I got 50 out of 80, which is a quite respectable mark. Uh, so I always start at the back and work forward. I bet Justin, if it was physics, you could time travel. You, what you could have done was you could have started at the end. And if, uh, if it was quantum compatible, you could have done the whole lot of them at once. I could have, I could have, but I'm I'm not uh, Doctor Who, so I, I'm screwed, really. No, uh, but you could have asked your uncle. I, I could have, I could have, I could have. Uh, the finish is the best part of a whiskey, is it? No, no, no. The, we don't deal in absolutes, Justin. When you're dealing with opinions, okay. Now, I was asked uh, a few weeks ago what was the most important part of a whiskey for me. So what what they were they meant by that was, is it the the nose, is it the the taste or the finish or I don't know maybe for some people it's maybe the history, it's the terroir, it's the design of the bottle, it's maybe a, maybe it's a certain person at the distillery. It's the whiskey stones. <laughs> oh god! Oh yes, that's definitely it's definitely the whiskey stones that you could, your your granny got you for Christmas. <laughs> No, but you know what I mean. It's somebody asks you what what for you really characterises the whiskey. What is it that about certain brands that maybe you like more than others, or certain styles of whiskey, or certain characteristics of bottlings that you enjoy? And uh, it, it was one of these sort of left open end up what what way what it is. So. The way I took it was sort of irrespective of what style of whiskey. So, you know, obviously blends are different from single malts and single malts are different from uh, your pot stills or bourbons and all of this kind of stuff. So I give it a little thought. And this isn't the same as whiskey finishing as in transferring it from one cast to another. This is this is the actual finish in the taste of it. Justin, you're beginning to learn some of these technical terms and stuff. This has taken us a year. I feel like cracking open some. <laughs> well, well, listen, has, has, has your uh, rum cast uh, finish uh, Bushmills arrived? Because mine arrived. Mine didn't arrive yet. No, All right, mine arrived. All right. No, fingers crossed it arrives tomorrow. Uh, it's it's not all that's cracked up to be, but you might think different than me, but we'll, we'll see about that. Now... What you mean, what you were referring to about finishing is is where you take a whiskey that's primarily been aged in, say, a bourbon cask or primarily a bourbon cask. And then maybe it is eight months, ten months, two years. Well, that would be quite long for a finishing experiment. Yes, it must have actually committed a real crime to get two years. If it got two years. But what they mean by that is it f- it's finished in... And another cask. So it's been taken from, say, a bourbon cask. It may have been that you have multiple casks married together, then finished in something else and, and sent out. That's not what I'm talking about here. I'm talking about as part of the sort of sensory experience of whiskey, what was the most important part? Now, again, the question was, 
what what's the most important part of whiskey for you? And I mean, anyone who isn't sort of taken in by the sort of history and, and sense of place of whiskies, I don't think really getting the full experience. So for me, it's the finish. And if I had to explain why. But I, I don't like this concept. Why? Because the finish varies depending on how long it's been sitting out, how much air and how much water's in it. The finish is going to change every time, guaranteed. Well, between different bottles and different styles, absolutely. But what you'll find is that lots of different whiskies tend to have different styles of finish. Um, So, for example, if you have... uh, a double distilled, it tends to have a bit more body to it, which gives it a bit better mouthfeel a lot of the time. And then in the finish, it might have that nice oily. And again, this is these none of this is hard and fast, but it has that nice oily quality texture, which is nice on the mouthfeel, and in most instances, leaves a nice oily finish, which then develops the flavours. Okay. Now, what I mean by that. If you take, and I have, I'm going to lift, I have left a bottle out here, which is a good one. Did you hear that cork sound, Justin? I did. did I, pu- I put that as a special effect after the fact, by the way, everybody. Will we hear it again? Uh, that was even better, yeah. That was even better, because what I did was I wet at the cork. Oh, I thought you twisted it that time. No, no, the, tor- the cork needed a little bit of a, a, a dampening, I just noticed. Now, I have poured myself one of my favourite whiskies. And that is a Dunville's 12 single cask PX. Now this is the 1326 single cask bottling. Now when you pull that out and you give it a swirl, it's got a lovely deep, rich, um, dark, dark amber colour to it. And that, they don't use colouring at Dunville's, so that's coming out of the cask. That, but that's coming from the Pedro Jimenez uh but from uh, southern Spain, isn't it? It is from from Hereth. Now they don't tell us where they get the casks from. That's a that's a on pain of death secret. But the <laughs> one the one thing about Dunville's is they, they they really do go out to get the premium casks. They they must be paying a fortune for these these days. I mean an absolute fortune, but they do. Now when you look at it, the design of the labelling is superb. The, the I like the green coloured bottle. I like a green bottle. Um, the colour's superb, but we'll put it to the nose. And the nose is fabulous. I mean, it's lovely, rich, deep, dark fruits. There's complexity there. And at, at uh, 57%, this is, it's, it's, it's a, a punchy nose to it. But if you put a little bit of water in it, which I know, I'm, I'm, obviously you can't see me doing this, but if you put a little bit of water in it, you can see the oils moving out of it, and again, it's that it's that viscosity. That's a key thing for me too. Uh, that fact where I can see the oils moving about and the sort of dissipating. And okay, but I mean, surely the palate and the actual taste of it is the nitty gritty of it. Well, if you water this down, if you take it down, way down to to forty percent, and I mean, at that point, you're cutting this down by a significant amount. You're cutting it down. Uh, a fairly hefty amount, down to 40%. 
But on the nose, it, with a bit more water, it starts to open up a bit and give it more vitality and more life. Okay? But when you put that in your mouth, you have to remember... Why do you oh, always do this to me? I'm sitting in a remote location from you, and all I've got is, is a cup of tea that's getting cold while I talk to you. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, there it is, you know. <laughs> well, the thing is, if you spent the money and bought these, Justin, then you could have them. You could set up an evening and have a quaff, a quality spirit, you know. I would just lock them up in the vaults and hope they go up as much as a, a downtown radio Bushmills <laughs> edition, you know. By the way, I do know somebody has one, by the way. Did you did you send it? For anyone who doesn't know, it's, there was a, a Bushmills single cask with a downtown radio written on it, which anybody around Belfast and Northern Ireland will know what I'm talking about. And it sold for how much last night? Uh, over a grand. It's, it's our heritage station. Yeah, it's heritage. our heritage station. And mm. uh, it sold for over a £1,000 last night. So Justin's desperately searching the vault to see if, if he has one from back in the day. No, I, ha- I have 20th anniversary downtown radio brochures and stuff like that, but unfortunately I don't have uh, a bottle of uh, Bushmills Finest Whiskey. No. No. Well, uh, well you, you get your rum cask. I haven't got it yet. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. you're, one up, you're one up on me there. Yeah. You could crack it open if you want it. I have. I had a wee swig of it. It's, it's, no. it's, it's, it's different. It is different. Um, yeah. It might grow on me. I don't know. Don't know. Jury's out. Yeah, I've, I've, I haven't been a hundred percent. We'll we'll give it a try. Uh, we'll have our tasting. Hopefully, hopefully we'll have our tasting um, this weekend or possibly next. Um, anyway, where were we? We're getting back to tonight's topic, Justin. Tonight's topic. No. So when I taste this, you have to remember that alcohol's a volatile compound. It's it's. It's trying to basically numb and evaporate out of your out of your mouth because um, it's, it's trying to escape. Now, it alcohol has a numbing effect, so when you put it in and taste it, I don't think, from my personal opinion, that you really get the the full flavour quality of it until you swallow it. Because then that kind of removes the alcohol, and all the congeners then, co- you know, comes down through your mouth, and then you're getting all the different development of flavours. I'll just have a wee taste, just to annoy you when I'm doing that. Okay, uh, no, I, I see where you're coming from in this. Y- yes, because <clears throat> the finish is, is 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 the finest bit of of a whiskey. <sighs> Well, explain to me then why people buy the whiskey and it just sits there and they never open it and it appreciates in value. Well, <laughs> that's a different thing now, Justin. That's really because uh, for them, buying into the history and buying into maybe the branding or the imagery, uh, it's like the same type of people who buy the old Guinness advertising. They may be t- totally teetotal, but they've just fallen in love with the, the imagery and the branding. Um it's, it's like my mate Stanley and the Star Wars toys. You know, he he would he would he would swim to England if he thought he could get a a, a rare uh, Boba Fett or Yoda or something. But they don't come out of the package and he doesn't play with them. Mm. He just he loves the imagery, he loves the story and all that. And that's why people do that. It's the same as collecting anything. But if you think about it, when you take a swig of whiskey, and you don't have to take a huge amount, and you're putting it round your mouth while, you, while it's in your mouth all you're really getting is the flavour of the whiskey okay, obviously 
but it's because the volume of it is all you're getting. But once you swallow it and it goes down, then you're left with sort of the remnants, so the oils that are naturally present in whiskey that have been drawn out either from the stills or out of the wood. And you're giving them more of a chance to, to go through their evaporation processes and dissolving or whatever it happens to be, oxidisation. All those little tiny uh, chemical reactions that are happening all the time. But you're giving them that chance to go through it. Now, your nose is much more sensitive than your mouth. Much more sensitive. I mean, to the tune of... I mean, it's, it's on a... a, a massive scale difference so you'll probably pick up different smells and different um, nuances on the nose than you do in the in the palate or even in the finish the thing is once if you're relying on the finish once you get the finish the whiskey's actually gone then it doesn't mm. exist unless you have another mouthful in the glass or you pour some more in well See, now, Justin, you're moving into the the realms of the existential there. You're moving into sort of philosophical. Uh, well, <laughs> is it ever really gone? What's the sound of one hand clapping? I, I know. <laughs> I know. Well, this is the sound of one hand clapping. There you go. I don't know, I don't really know what you're clapping, to be honest. Um, <laughs> or what you're beating it against. <laughs> it, it, it was the air moving over the four diaphragms of the microphone. There you go. Oh, all right, OK. My mind was... I was totally somewhere else. No, uh... <laughs> You'll get a Zuckerberg from, from podcasts. Um, on over on Spotify, you can say whatever you like in that. Right. No, no, but what I'm saying is, once, you, once you've it swallowed, I, I just think that you get much more of a pre, an appreciation of the quality of what it is after you've you actually swallowed it. Now, um, the, the idea of it, once you've swallowed it, it not being there, well, if it's really good, you go, you can taste it for, I mean, I can still taste that, that I mean, it's a, a young 12-year-old whiskey, a 12-year-old's not that old, and I can still taste the dumbbells in my mouth, and that's all part of the finish, and it goes on and on and develops, and you're getting more flavours and different nuances, and things sometimes spike up and disappear, followed by, you know, you can get all these chocolate notes and this is a deep sort of rich deep fruit figs prunes raisins that style of thing you know you're getting nice red cooked red fruits coming through on it and sometimes they they disappear and then maybe come back again or be replaced by you, you know your chocolate notes and and it's that development it's, it tells more of a story necessarily than the taste for me but does does the finish not depend on what you've eaten before it, or 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 maybe eat after it? I mean, obviously, if you if you put a mint in your mouth after you've had whiskey, or you have some sorbet or something like that, or or, mm. or you're maybe not having a port with a cheese board, but having a whiskey with a cheese board, it'll it'll change the flavours completely. Well, but I guess if you're ever doing, if you're ever wanting to taste a quality whiskey, don't have a big curry, you know, an hour beforehand because or. or if you're going to a whiskey tasting, if you turned up at a whiskey tasting that I was hosting, uh, or or whatever, wearing you know three or four good splashes of aftershave, uh, you know Chanel number no. five, and the, <laughs> you would just be asked to really go home because there's no point because you could, you know, as I say, your 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 nose is much more sensitive. So if you're sitting there 
rigging of, I don't know, cool water by Davidoff or whatever, that your granny has also bought you along with the whiskey stones. Yes, yeah. You know, and you're rigging of that. You're never going to be able to appreciate good quality whiskey, so don't do that. You can. I mean, it's some some young fellas, you can taste the Lynx Africa on them, <laughs> and they're on the other side of the road, and some, some wee girls walk past you, and you can still smell the talcum powder five weeks I, later. You know, I remember, I remember one time a girl drove past me in the car and she was going a fair out lick, as we would say. And I could smell the perfume coming out of the car. I was like, oh, and, you know, just if you're going to go and appreciate a good whiskey, don't eat raw onions before you do it. Don't take a curry. Don't smother yourself in aftershave or whatever, you know, because you're not going to appreciate Have the kebab afterwards. <laughs> yeah, I, I would. I would just throw in that if you're really going to be appreciating quality spirits, kebab's not necessarily what you want to be <laughs> what you want to be pairing it with. I've paired I've paired some cheeses with whiskies and I've paired some fruit and stuff with whiskey and some meat with whiskies. I've never never paired uh, a doner kebab at two in the morning with uh, you know a single <laughs> cask editor or something, you know. I know. It's far out. It is far <laughs> out. Um But uh, just getting back to the point here. Um some people don't spend enough time on the finish in the same way some people don't spend enough time on the nose we we interviewed Deirdre Carl a few weeks ago who's a new blender down for Irish distillers and, and she said that when she's nosing whiskey you really have to take the nose right the way in so it's no good just going me short sniffs you have to take it up because it the nose does develop. There are notes that you don't pick up initially. You have to sort of draw them in. The finish is the same. There's a lot of people who, when they're just starting to get into whiskey, drink it and go, oh, on the finish, oh, it's, it's chocolate and it's figs and blah, 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 and, the, you know, cinnamon, the hazelnut, whatever. But they don't appreciate the fact that it's actually still going on for in a good quality spirit, it can go on for, for quite a period of time. And you really sort of begin to develop that there's, towards the end, there's little notes that pop up, sometimes quite subtly, and you don't necessarily pick them up at the start. Even whenever you think it's finished, there may just be a little lingering touch in the very end. Um, with this, I'm telling you some sort of... Um, sort of contradicted what I'm saying but I'm aware that at the very tail end of this there's actually just a little bit of spice comes in at the very end of it you know like a tiny little bit of clove and cinnamon just just a nice wee touch at the end which you could quite easily miss by having a I don't know a little bit of you know a sup of Guinness or something at the end of it you know so the finish for me is the crucial bit because I think it sums up what everything else is about my you brought up something there which you do quite a lot on the Saturday podcast at uh, 10pm, the live Envision version on YouTube and Facebook, which is repeated on uh, LinkedIn and Instagram. You yeah. often have uh, a Guinness or a Stout uh, with your whiskey. How, yeah. Are you using that to cleanse your palate or... or are you using it to complement the finish or are you using it to, uh, you know, it just goes along with it? Well, probably, I guess, for me, I, I like Guinness. I, I like Guinness. 
I like the creamy mouthfeel of it, and I like the taste of it. But Guinness kind of has a little bit of a finish of its own, that sort of coffee chocolate notes. And the reason I do that, I think stout, in general, goes quite well with a whiskey. Um, there, there's certain lagers and stuff that go quite well with other styles. Some, some people put their whisk, uh, a shot of whiskey in their stout. Yeah. <laughs> other people drink uh, other people drink Buckfast and, and whatnot. Uh, you would put, you would put a very cheap whiskey into your Guinness if you're if you're that way inclined. Um, to each their own. Um, go on ahead. Some people put champagne in Guinness, so they do. Um, and other people drink make other cocktails. Justin, I love cocktails, but anyway. anyway I know you do. But no, as I say, for me, the finish, if you've got a good quality finish, then pretty much invariably you have a nice taste and a nice nose. Um, And you... It's some of the... Part of the reason why people hang so much stock on on age statements is the older a whiskey is, then it tends to, not necessarily always draw out those oils and stuff that do give decent finishes and nice lengths of finishes and complex finishes. So for me, I was just asked the question and I thought I would have a little think about it and then put it to this on the podcast. But the finish for me is probably that is the determining factor of whether whiskey's good or not. Increasingly, we are getting asked questions at the tail end of uh, posts on YouTube especially and on the night usually on Facebook but they, they seem to linger and, and hit us with a really good one the other night there when we were talking to Todd at Leopold Brothers there were some hard questions coming in he was impressed but like I he was impressed but was he not impressive uh, he was very impressive he was three chambered still I mean it, that's that. If, if you did that with a triple uh, distilled whiskey would that make it a, a, a 27 level one would it be three times three would it <laughs> no it's 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 just it was it was fascinating to listen to him who a man who will really reinvent it the wheel if you know what i mean he, i mean this was a still that was according according to all his research was actually popular back at the, the the turn of the 19th and 20th century and then totally disappeared was totally forgotten about and he's now resurrected it and really had to learn it from the ground up so he's probably the only person in the world that knows how it actually works properly what do you think the finish of something that comes from a three chamber still tastes like what's the finish like in that well going from what he was describing he was talking about how those oils and stuff coming out of the, the chamber number one go up into chamber number two and then up into chamber number three because the pressure the temperature can go up and then bring more of the oils up through and i found it really fascinating and i think what you'll be looking at there is something really quite oily. He talked about the, you know, you're talking about a meniscus. Oh, like, yes, that impressed me. Creeping up the side of the glass. Mm. You know, it being creeping up the side of the glass, so that nice, heavy, rich oil that you're, you're thinking, that's going to have a really nice, rich oil, mouthfeel, and which will lend itself to having that lovely finish. So, yeah... If, he, he said he would get in touch with us. Um, he was going to send over some stuff over to a guy in Scotland and he might, give, might send us a wee one, Justin. Looking forward to it. Oh, absolutely. Now, the finish sometimes comes down, especially in horse racing, to the nose. And the nose is the other potential contender for the best bit of a whiskey. Well, it it certainly is up there. Uh, 
as I say, the nose is much, much more sensitive than, than the palate. And you can detect, essentially, if you think about it, it's an evolutionary thing. Evolution is, is about survival of the fittest. So human beings are pre-programmed to be able to nose when something's off. Okay, so if you if you sniff into I don't know a carton of milk that's been opened a few days, uh, you'll detect straight away. Oh, that's off, and you throw it out. Meat. You, you could probably chew meat that was off and not notice any difference. But if you if somebody you know if you had no sense of smell, you could probably chew meat and not really notice any difference if it was off. But if you actually smell it and it smells off, you know not to eat it because it'll make you ill. That's the bacteria. It's the bacteria. So it's basically, this is what's happened. Now, that comes about, when you go to nose of whiskey, you're using really what's much more sensitive than your palate. And people, certainly people who are trained, like like blenders, will pick up notes that the, the, the ordinary commoner layman probably wouldn't. But as you sort of develop your palate, and when I did the review for the, the mulberry cask, uh, method of madness from Irish distillers. I, on the tasting notes, it said it smelled of smoked paprika. Now, obviously, I've had smoked paprika before, and dishes have cooked with it before, but it's been a while since I had actually smelt that to get that note. So, really, to sort of preempt what the, the the nose was going to be like on this, I went and bought some smoked paprika. And in the review that I did on YouTube, I said, yeah, okay, I'll give you that. It does have that note on it. Now, I would I would recommend that everybody does that. You know, if you are going to nose a whiskey, and if for you maybe the, the nose is really where you think whiskey's at its best, um, go and buy different herbs and spices and, you know, different types of sugar. And, you know, you can, you know, you can pick up a thing of herbs for... You know, a pound a packet or whatever, and give it a smell, and have a reference point, and do it fairly regularly. I think there's enough on the nose to have a nosy at this another day. Oh yes. Two parts of the one: the nose at the start, the finish at the end. You've been listening to the Irish Whiskey Review with Marty McCauley and Justin McCartney. Catches Saturday night, 10 p.m. for the live show on YouTube and Facebook. Enjoy. Take care, folks. <laughs>